hello welcome back to the bomb squad this is writer director andrew hada coming from we have air conditioning texas and i'm here with my co-host joshua epp coming from oh, i live in portland what do i need an air conditioner for and now it's 107 <laughs> degrees ha ha take that and we're here, with an, we're here with another exciting episode where another summer of guests we're back at our summer of guests and we're talking to my cinematographer, Kelsey McClunick. <laughs> you still said it wrong. After. Did I, I, that was too much build-up. <laughs> Kelsey, say it again. Kelsey McCulloch. Kelsey McClunick. She's worked on some fun stuff that you haven't seen yet, but you will. Um, and so this week we are reviewing the movie Drowning Mona. So Josh, tell us... What the general plot of Drowning Mona is? Um, Bette Midler dies in a car crash, and it's up to the town sheriff to figure out if it was an accident or it was murder. Coolio. Also, it was... So, Drowning Mona is a 2000 film. It was directed by Nick Gomez, who's a Chilean director. He's our second director in our Latino director's highlights that we do whenever I find out. <laughs> whenever I find out that someone's Latino. Uh, well, get a third, because George Romero is Cuban, which I've mentioned. But this movie stars Bette Midler, stars ne- Nev Campbell, it stars Robert... Nope, it doesn't star Robert De Niro. It stars Jamie Lee Curtis, <laughs> and it stars Danny DeVito as the sheriff. Oh, also, there's like a bunch of cameos, but I guess we'll talk about them. I don't well, even think it- they're... I would actually argue because the the poster actually does have Danny DeVito on it, but Casey Affleck is kind of the main character. Yeah, it's before Casey Affleck got famous. Also, there's more, and I don't think they're cameos. I think it's like these were people before they were famous. Yeah, um, Melissa McCarthy with like two lines. It's crazy. Yeah, it's crazy that I literally said we'll get to them, and then <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna throw them out. Yeah, good, good. There's no surprises on this podcast. <laughs> Uh, so Kelsey picked it. Kelsey, why did you pick Drowning Mona? I really don't think anyone has really seen this movie. I love it, but I didn't see it when it came out. I only saw it a few years ago. But I think it's just really overlooked. Yeah, I definitely agree. Because, you know, and I, I knew about this movie. Like, I remember seeing the cover. But even I, like, wasn't 100% sure what it was about. Or, like, I've never heard anyone talk about it. Which is perfect for this podcast, but yeah. So why? Okay. So now that we now that we know why you are picked it, let's get into a discussion. Um, what did you guys? What did you guys think? Well, Kelsey already said she loved it, <laughs> but why do you love it so much? I mean, so I really like. It's kind of like dark comedy almost. Yeah. It's, it's the kind of comedy where it's like they're in an absurd situation but no one's acting like they're in that situation. Like there's a murder, but no one really cares because she was just terrible. And everyone's like, yeah, I hated her, but I didn't do it. <laughs> yeah. Especially like, even like people like her, her husband and her son, like her son's reaction to when they find out the mom died. is like, why did, cause she's driving his car and she's like, mm-hmm. and he's like, why did she take my car? <laughs> Which yeah. is like, it kind of has that feel like not, as not as absurd as Twin Peaks, but it definitely has like a Twin Peaks. That's feel. what I compared it to too. It's just like the comedy version of Twin Peaks. 
Yeah, it's a lot because it has like every character is like wacky, but not like in a not like in a Looney Tunes way. More just like they they definitely are different, which is interesting. And it also stars like a bunch of character actors like Danny DeVito and Casey Affleck and Nev Campbell. Um, so yeah, it was interesting to see like the different roles that each person had, you know. It was, I mean, it's, I would say like, you know, like there's definitely like, it's, it's uneven, but I did like the premise and I did kind of like the small town, like weirdness of it. Um, in some ways it reminded me of the movie Bernie, which is, I mean, it's a, that's a true story, but it's, you know, this old woman that everyone hates and the small town dies and no one really cares. And it's kind of like, oh, that's an interesting idea that like you, you become the town, like everyone in the town just dislikes you so much that no one's like really in a rush to like figure out if someone killed you, you know? Yeah. And I, yeah, I feel like that's kind of the thing where, like I said, the characters are wacky, but they do feel realistically wacky. Like you've run, you'd run into them if you ever went to like a small town, just these kind of like Casey Affleck plays like the, he's like the gardener, but he's real shy and timid and kind of like, also, Casey Affleck with Ben ha- with blonde hair just looks weird. He just looks weird. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, I was like, oh, my God, is this guy a serial killer? Because he looks exactly <laughs> like one. Yeah. And, like, uh, the it has that, that character actor. What's his name? William uh, Fickner? The guy. He was, like, in everything. He was, like, an entourage. He's uh, Bobby Boucher's dad in Talladega Nights. Oh he, yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays like the husband in this, and he has like some of the best lines where, where he's just like reacting to to everyone because he um like there's a scene at the beginning where Casey Affleck he's like they he's kind of talking to the family and then they start saying that he's a kiss ass <laughs> and he like because he's protecting the dad played by William Faulkner and then like Ben Midler and the son like they're like why are you why are you kissing his ass stop kissing his ass. And then the dad just also starts to chime in and call Casey Affleck the na- a kiss ass. And it's like, he's helping you, dude. <laughs> yeah. I just kind of feel like his character was good in that. You know, I've seen that kind of that role before where they're kind of they always want to be on the winning team, even if it's against them. Yeah. I think that's the whole reason to watch this movie is the characters and not really like to find out who did it. It's just fun to watch all the personalities play out in the small town yeah yeah and also to see them kind of um because you you get to see them all interact with with mona played by Ben midler because they do flashbacks to like the different stuff she did and so it is it is interesting it kind of feels they're not really vignettes because they're not that long but like just to see how she was and why everyone hates her like you kind of get that you kind of get that um the feeling of it over well and also ben miller's a pretty well cast even though if you told me before what this movie is about i wouldn't have said that miller would have been well cast but she does a good job because she almost plays it like over dramatic but like that's her like not that she's playing it over dramatic like her character is over dramatic Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it makes like everything she does even more annoying. <laughs> she does it. <laughs> they just kind of like like halfway through it, the son um, is like like he basically he's kind of trying to set up 
um, Casey Affleck. He's like, oh yeah, he 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 threatened to kill her. It's like, well, why didn't she report this? He's like, well, because everyone threatened her life. <laughs> like everyone just, <laughs> she's so disliked that people are constantly talking about killing her. So, yeah, yeah, That's like good. it's not even like uh it's not even like an open secret. Like they just openly talk about how everyone hates her and they're like laughing at her all the time you know yeah and you do you do get the sense too because at, at a certain point casey affleck does think that he's the one who killed her and nev campbell's playing his fiance who's you know kind of relieved by it she's like well why did you why did you kill her don't you have that thing that goes off in your head that says like wait i shouldn't do this and he's like i have that thing i have it it just didn't go off it's like <laughs> she's she's so unlikable that. Uh-huh. It's like, like she doesn't conscience. even register as a murder. Yeah, you're just like, no, this is a good thing. I love yeah. that scene because I think it shows like the subtlety of his humor in this too, because he's so like soft spoken, but also like the absurd situation that they're in when she's yelling at him, like, how could you kill someone? She blows off, she like walks home. He's like, where are you going? She's like, I'm going home. And he's like, oh, we need milk. Like just the absurd, like, yeah yeah he plays it really well and he plays it kind of like like i said he's he's pretty demure but you i don't know it's like a weird where it makes all his jokes hit even harder or like when he does like weird stuff it makes it even funnier because you're not expecting it you know because they kind of tell you who is the murderer about like not not halfway but a little bit more but i will say that i was kind of invested in in who was who was in charge because it's like the opposite of most movies where everyone is legal like is a suspect like you could see any of the characters having killed him yeah yeah it's very like it could have been anyone because well it is like a comedy but it's also like they kind of play up how it's like everyone's just kind of like yeah but if she died are the cops really going to look into it? And you almost have like Danny DeVito as like the sheriff is the only one even kind of invested. Like even his deputies are like, yeah, who cares? You know, move yeah. on. It's also good. the deputies are so funny. Cause they were like, <laughs> if I was a deputy, cause they did not want to solve any crimes or do anything. <laughs> yeah. And then and they I, had I like the one the, that was too into it. <laughs> the part at the end where someone has a gun and it goes off and then uh you just see the deputies immediately running in the other direction <laughs> yeah. it's kind of like a, a lot of little jokes like that that made me it laugh was, yeah and it was like because before there's like a scene where him and danny devito are running and he's he tell he calls him like the sheriff and he goes wait wait he's just a lieutenant <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like the fact that they're like it's in this dumb situation like... but he's still correcting him on untitled yeah it was good <laughs> It was good. Um, but yeah, also, it has, because they're doing the crime scene, and then they go to the wake, and nobody shows up to the wake. And then Will Ferrell pops up <laughs> to yeah. be like the coroner in like a weird-ass Will Ferrell role. This was, well, this was 2000, so it was like... Yeah, I was trying to figure out if he was big, but I was like, well, he was SNL big, but not really in movies yet, right? You know? Yeah. So it wasn't even a cameo, really, just to like, oh, yeah, be in my movie. Yeah, I was like, we need someone to do a funny character, so let's get this guy who will be done with it. Like, there is no reason that they needed that character, but I'm glad they put him <laughs> in, because every scene that he's in is hilarious. 
yeah and he also like yeah it's every time he shows up it's like oh he didn't need to be in this scene but he does make it way better <laughs> yeah like at the end uh he's at the he's at the wedding and someone's like oh what are you doing after this he's like well nothing unless someone dies <laughs> it's just like he's such a weird line but it's very funny coming from him i don't know yeah, because he plays it like almost creepy where he and then there's that scene. Oh, my God. OK, so they're at the wake and he's introduced. But then the the father and the son leave because nobody shows up. And then Casey Affleck and Nev Campbell show up and he has like lipstick <laughs> as if he's been kissing the corpses. But it's never addressed. Like Nev no, Campbell's about girls. to tell. He has girls in like the back room. Like you can see them when he opens the door, like in his office uh-huh. or whatever. Like he's always coming out with like women behind him, like us. <laughs> and then like with Melissa um, McCarthy's character, like he's in the hotel, like across the way with. Her. Yeah, he's dressed like-, like a leather daddy. Yeah. He, he also says in that scene, he goes, "Hey, I'm getting charged by the hour." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of little like quick jokes in this, and that that is what I appreciated. It's like, like yeah, a lot of I, very like subdued, like okay. Yeah, and I like I kind of think that that is what makes it so good. Is like because Kelsey was talking about, a, yeah, they could have just had a regular coroner character. They didn't even really need a coroner character. They just needed someone to show up and be like, "Hey, are you guys gonna be here?" And they're like, "Now nah, let's go." But the fact that they added one in and they just made him like this weirdo. Like, just adds to, not only to the movie, but it kind of, like, makes the town feel like, oh, it's everyone in this town. It's not just, it's not just the main characters. It's even, like, the side There's, like, a collective personality of the town. Yeah. 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 I I do love that scene, too, where they all left the wake and they're at the diner. And now that she's dead and they're all getting together and actually kind of having a good time, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Just... Just kind of reminiscing, and then because uh, the dad's like, "Hey, say something nice about her." Like she was your mom, and the son's like, "Well, she wasn't a good person, but she was my mom." And then uh, Nevkin was like, "Yes, yeah, someone had to be," and then everyone just starts laughing. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's just such a like, oh, what a nice moment! So them all kind of celebrating her death. You know? Yeah, yeah, it, it is kind of, and again, like Twin Peaks, like this solving the murder doesn't really matter. Like they figure it out because they find out that it was Kathy Affleck. But he wasn't trying to kill her, which I figured out pretty quickly while I was watching it. Because she, like, at the very beginning, she switches keys with her with her son, and she takes his car, and then the brakes are cut. Or, yeah, she can't press the brakes, and that's when she dies. So I figured that it was someone trying to take out the son. And then you find out that it was Casey Affleck who cut the wires, but then William Faulkner, who plays her husband, like, switched... The... No, he didn't cut the wires. He, he didn't do like any damage. No, yeah, he he started to do it, but then he's like, he backed off. He's like, well, that that won't actually be enough. He didn't know like what he was hitting. He just kind of punctured something, and it ended up being like non detrimental to the car. Oh, I thought when they kept saying he punctured it, I thought that was it. Oh, so it was just the husband. Mm-hmm. No, it was so okay. So he saw okay. God, this is gonna sound complicated, right? <laughs> Kelsey, let me know if I get this wrong. The husband sees Casey Affleck do it, and he he realizes he's trying to kill the son, but mm-hmm. he wants his wife dead. So he switches the keys, but then the old man is watching the whole thing go down and realizes that Casey Affleck will be implicated in the murder. So he goes all the way and like completely like um, cuts the brakes. Um, and then confesses to it, right? I was pretty sure that the husband was the one that cut all the brakes. 
and then the old man was just the one that actually knew everything. That oh, he about. knew it, and then he killed the husband. And then he yeah. killed the husband. Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Okay, I was close. So he <laughs> breaks because he saw um, Casey Affleck's Casey character doing something to Jeff's car. So the husband cut all the brakes on the car and then switched the keys. So Mona would die instead of Jeff. Right. And then he kills the husband because the husband was going to let Casey Affleck go Mm -hmm. down. Yeah. And he's like, Casey Affleck's one of the only good people in this town. So I can't let him go down. We also haven't mentioned that the, the husband and son of Bette Midler are both having an affair with the waitress. (laughs) Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah. Yeah. Rona is her name. I did like how, yeah, because Jamie Lee Curtis just plays uh, the waitress, and they were having an affair with her, and like at one point you find out that um, that the husband she was gonna marry the husband, and then she, her plan was to just keep sleeping with the husband and the son. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, wait, was your plan to just live with both of us and keep sleeping? She's like, yeah, I guess. It's like, <laughs> like she hadn't really thought about it, but that sounded good to her. <laughs> yeah, like, let's just see where it goes, which is pretty funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis does a good job as, like, playing kind of a, a downbeat waitress, just taking advantage of what she can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It felt like an earnest performance. <laughs> Did it? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and then uh, I, you know, I think my favorite character was William Faulkner, especially like because he can go from being like, like kind of funny, weird, and kind of dumb to being pretty threatening, which was good in this movie. It also helped that you didn't know who the killer was until they explained it. So, like, that helps with him being kind of creepy. There is, like, kind of a weird through line where the son's missing a hand and no one knows why, but you find out <laughs> yeah. at the very end. Because um, everyone assumes it was part of a, a lawn care accident. And then at the end, um, when he's depressed and going to kill himself, when he finds out that Jamie Lee Curtis is two-timing him, he he reveals that Bette Midler just cut it off because he was reaching for her beer. <laughs> yeah, too much. I do like because there's, though. like, a... There's like a scene where they uh, they're trying to figure or they're all like sharing their stories of how he lost his hand and each one of them involved him like reaching for a beer that was <laughs> yes every single one yeah and then at the end you're like oh he was still reaching for the beer that was like the only true part <laughs> but I think I don't think they I don't think um, the chief suspected. Uh, Casey Affleck's character right away. I think it was because people were trying to frame it on him because he was the only like high, soft-spoken, good person in the town. And at first, the chief was like, "Oh no, he couldn't have done this. He would never do that." Until everyone kind of started to pin it on him. And I also, yeah, they kind of separated him from the rest of the town. Like he was the only good one in the town. That he didn't even drive the same car as everyone else. They all have the same car, <laughs> but I think he had a pick- yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, that's a good touch because they, like, at the very beginning, it tells you that they, uh, this this company, the Yugo company, um, tested all their cars in this town. And, and so, like, every single person in the town drives that type of car, even the, even the sheriff. Like, even the cop cars are just, like, refitted Yugos. And the Yugos are, like, tiny little cars. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a nice touch. It's, like, I think that's what makes the movie so good is there's, like, little touches 
the whole yes, time. That's one of those details that you could see kind of weirdly happening in a very small town, like just yeah. some like piece of local history. It's like, oh, that's why everyone. And I wonder if go. they took that from a real, like from a real incident where everyone had the same car. See it. Um, but yeah, well, and I, when I said that, because eventually they like kind of start leaning it towards, but if the the whole the movie. Danny DeVito kind of has only Casey Affleck as his suspect once he realizes that it's uh, it was more than an accident. An accident, yeah. Because at first he kind of tries to treat it like it was an accident, but then it's pretty clear that it was murder. <laughs> you should add like a sting, a music sting every, after that. Yeah, every time say I say murder, it's gonna, it's gonna say murder, murder, murder. Just like a piano goes off. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, it is, it's weird. It's because, it, you know, you kind of describe it. I think this is apt because um, I'd also never heard of this movie before, you know, today, basically yesterday. And um, it was one of those situations where it does kind of feel like one of those movies where you, back when we still all had cable, you would just be <laughs> like, oh, this is on Comedy Central right now at like 1 p.m. in the afternoon on like a Saturday. And then you end up watching, you're like, okay. It's pretty good, you know. Like it, yeah. it definitely has that feel, like like kind of a, a long lost like comedy from from a while ago, you know. Yeah, and I feel like that was more prevalent back when like cable and video stores were a thing. I feel like now with streaming, it's harder to find like unique stuff like this. Because you're not like usually you're not going to like click on something you've never heard of, you know, like this. So it's kind of yeah. like you're less liable to take a chance on just like oh this could be good, you know. So it's like you know. Yeah, that's why that's why I, I refer to us as the cable of podcasts because we 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 find the gems for you. Um, it also, you know, it feels kind of like um, like Knives Out. If you saw Knives Out, where it's just like a bunch of quirky characters, you can see it. Yeah, so I feel like if they had, like, I mean, there's definitely an audience for it. I just think it it's kind of the, one of those movies that got lost in the shuffle. Of the 2000s. Everyone's still pumped from the Matrix. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I know it's weird. I feel like a lot of comedies come out that don't really, aren't really big, you know? And it is interesting, too. Especially dark comedies, yeah. Like, the the budget on this was only six million. And it's like, man, any one of, like, those actors would be, (laughs) like, asked for more money than that these days. So it's kind of weird to see, like so many people who are big names now, like in such a small movie, you know, or especially like, it's funny because Melissa McCartney is just kind of there to yell, which is her <laughs> best thing. But yeah, it's funny because I like seeing Will Ferrell. It's kind of like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause Will Ferrell used to show up every once in a while, but seeing Melissa McCartney, it's like, man, how long has she been around? I know. And she <laughs> looks pretty much the same too. Like, yeah. Despite if, those if anything, 20 years ago. So it's like, she aged pretty well. Good, good yeah. Time. If anything, she's kind of gotten more in shape recently. So it's like, wow, she looks younger. Yeah. But she's, yeah. I always love when Melissa, if Melissa Carney shows up in your movie and you yell, I'm probably at least going to like that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like a lot of these people weren't huge. Like some of them were obviously, but like, Casey Affleck, I don't think was in, like, this was probably his biggest role at the time. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I th- and I think it's funnier when it's like Will Ferrell, Melissa McCartney, just because like Casey Affleck was kind of the star. So it's like, I understand why he took this. But I feel like yeah. Will Ferrell is just like, this will be fun. 
Yeah. <laughs> I also well, feel hey. like the director was like, just make your own character <laughs> and do whatever you That's want. Exactly. You know, he kind of <laughs> reminds it. It seems like a very like a, a less intense version of the character he played on Eastbound and Down, the car dealer. Because it almost yeah. is a very similar wig, you know, or it's this kind of like high intensity weirdo who just jumps into a few scenes. Yeah. That's good. <laughs> He's like every time. I just, every time, especially again, he also gets to yell. I'm just, just hearing him yell. Like him yelling at him getting charged by the hour was. That hair and makeup on him was perfect too. <laughs> yeah. 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 His weirdly like kind of longish hair, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is it is strange that, like because I thought it was funny because it's like man they gave so many people blonde hair for for no reason in this like there's no reason Casey Affleck should have had such blonde <laughs> hair, you yeah. know. Or even like not only does Nev Campbell have blonde hair, but they in a flashback she has red hair, which well she has blonde highlights, but it kind of shows that like yeah she painted her hair in between, and I felt like that was a nice. Again, a nice touch because, yeah, girls will color their hair different colors more so. And like, but you never really see it in flashbacks of movies unless they're kind of making a point to point out that they have different hair. So, yeah, it was another like nice little touch to just have her have different hair in the past. Yeah. So it's, it's like the audience will probably understand, like, what is it that one Star Trek movie that shows picard is young but he's still bald for some reason we're like we would have understood that he had hair back in the day yeah. you don't need to <laughs> make yeah, him bald Abraham for Lincoln. making 18. yeah <laughs> um you know what actually i was thinking this and i don't know if it's true but um we haven't mentioned him but casey affleck's brother in the movie is played by mark pellegrino and he's not really a big character he's just like the bartender at the local bar mm-hmm. and he oh, has his brother ne- yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. In the movie, like, um, he's just, it's like his brother. That guy has naturally blonde hair. And I almost wonder if they're like, well, his hair would look worse. The same, like, no one would care, obviously. <laughs> but they do have the same hair color in this movie. That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's a weird choice to give him, like, a really terrible big blonde wig. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it, it was. But uh, I'm, I'm trying, I'm grasping for reasons here that it could happen. <laughs> Also, I like that his brother is like ripping him off for with uh, oh, is he? he because Nev Campbell's like we can't have bones at the chicken. <laughs> That's everyone's nightmare is if someone dies of of choking on a chicken bone. It's like what are you guys doing with these chicken bones? First of all, like, this is a, <laughs> this is a fear. But then the brother's like, oh yeah, it's gonna cost you an extra five hundred bucks because I gotta I gotta get someone to take the bones out of this chicken. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, like, too, there's a very, uh, like, yeah, that's okay. a very honest, like, he would totally screw him like that. Like, he seemed <laughs> like a scumbag, you know? Well, and I, I kind of feel like in this town, it's just like a town built of kind of, not crooks, but kind of like schemers, where if they can figure out a way to, like, rip you off, they will, yeah. you know? Yeah. He also, uh, he tells us, like, when, he, when the first time he sees him, he's like, oh, hey, the funniest thing just happened, and he describes a woman getting punched out. <laughs> and then Casey Affleck's like, that's not funny. You should have stopped it. It's like he's the only one who, like, has the sense of morality to be like, hey, no, that's actually a bad thing. <laughs> yeah. And multiple people will be like, hey, don't. Or Casey Affleck was the only one who could have stopped this. 
<laughs> like the idea that he's the only one that it would have occurred to that punching out a woman is like actually <laughs> yeah. a bad thing. Yeah. 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 Overall, this is an interesting yeah, movie. This yeah. was in this was released in 2000, like I said. So uh, Ocean's Eleven was released in 2001. So yeah, it was right before Casey Affleck started being in bigger things. And the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford was 2007. So years away from his best. Um, mm. But this was like, Nev Campbell was filming Scream 3 during this movie. Which is crazy. Mm. Because yeah. Nev, like, I feel like if you go back to this time, and if you look at it now, Nev Campbell's probably like the the one with the least star power, but at the time, she was the one with the most star power, which is crazy. Also, I've never really seen her do a role like this, and I thought she did a really good job. Yeah, I kind of liked her, like, kind of, like, trashiness. <laughs> you know? Like yeah, because on... Town. Like, in Scream, she, she kind of plays, like, the girl next door, and in Party of Five, the same thing. That's right, I watched Party of Five. Um... But in this one, yeah, she plays a little trashier, and I think I think it adds to her character. I think she does a good job. Yeah, it could be too. Like when you're on the third scream, you're just like, you know what? I just want to take a completely different role because I'm so sick of being in Scream. So I can maybe <laughs> see why she. She's like, she I'll do this movie, but I don't want to answer one telephone the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then oh, also Josh Nick. Gomez, who's the director, he uh, he's directed The Expanse. Oh, it's a show that Josh watches. It's terrible. I, you're just mad because I said it was better than Game of Thrones, which is true when you consider no, how bad Game of Thrones got. I didn't say it was better than Game of Thrones. I just said that you were jumping to conclusions based on the honeymoon stage of your show watching. That's absurd. Kelsey, you want to weigh in on this? <laughs> Do you want to weigh in on Josh's opinions of the expense? <laughs> I'm just saying, if you watch both shows side by side, there's no big dip in quality in the expanse the way there is in Game of Thrones. So. Well, yeah. Game of Thrones shot for the sun and then it immediately started crashing back to there. <laughs> Um, I also just saw, because I've been watching the show Supernatural, and Mark Pellegrino plays the devil in that show. So it was a yeah. weird, like, oh yeah, why is this guy so creepy to me? And I was like, oh yeah, because he plays the devil in a show I was just watching. So, <laughs> Well, and that's the kind of the thing, like the bum, he's also in like a million other movies, the bum who like takes the rap for everything. Um, yeah, Clarence, Tracy Walter. Tracy Walter, yeah, because he's in like... And he always kind of plays like the bum character, you know. Yeah. What else? Is yeah, he, he kind of has that look about him. Oh yeah, he's in Batman, of course. He's in uh, Conan the Destroyer as Conan's friend, who everyone hates. He's just like in, and like I feel like everyone else in the town is kind of like that, where it's like, oh yeah, I've seen this guy in a million other things that I can't even place right now because he always kind of plays like a one note character. Yeah, the, the deputies are very much like character actors who are also in everything. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, a lot of that Sopranos one deputy, the bald guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was in The Wire. Yeah, Paul Ben Victor. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was also Good in The Mick. Actors. 
I thought it was good. I thought it was a good, fun movie. And I like that it's kind of... I like that we're not just reviewing horror movies right now. Because we get to kind of watch these black black comedies. that uh, Black humor comedies where it's like a little darker. Which is my favorite type. Yeah, it's on Prime for anyone of our six to seven listeners who wants to check it out. <laughs> and I also listen to this six times. <laughs> 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 so recommending it to you basically i just watch i'm like wow that does sound good um <laughs> but yeah and it is funny like because kelsey she recommended this movie and it literally came on prime monday and we were supposed to do this episode friday so that was it was serendipitous as kate beckinsale says um, <laughs> but yeah kelsey any last thoughts on drowning mona um, not really. I just I will watch this one probably once a year. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> if okay, if you had to explain to someone, like if they were like, okay, why did why are you recommending me this movie? What 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 would you say? Um, I mean, Batman learned Danny DeVito in it. The very first two reasons to watch it. <laughs> but I mean, for anyone that likes that kind of humor, kind of a dark comedy, but it's kind of stupid at the same time. And it was really yeah. very like late nineties, early two thousands, which I love. Yeah, and I feel like, especially like right now, where you have fans of Danny DeVito who know him from "It's Always Sunny." Mm-hmm. This would, like, if you like "It's Always Sunny," it's the same kind of. Not as gross as it's always sunny, but it is that kind of same like dark humor where they kind of go for it regardless, you know. Yeah, and there's not like they don't have like big, big like oh here's the big laugh line. It's like oh you have to like it's like oh it's like a lot of like really quick little jokes that really like get you. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like especially like this, like I said, even the small details like the cars, the way the house is set up, like when you walk in, or like even the diner. The way it's like set dressed, it just like there's so many like little things in there that are that are pretty funny. Thought into like little details, and I read like some funny like facts on their names, like they even got the names. So oh yeah, Steve Quiet Rash. If you say that really fast, it sounds like white trash. Uh, Rona's full name is Rona Mace, and it's an anagram for a romance. And then yeah. Billy's name is an anagram for only a dream. So, like, they put thought into, like, the little details. Yeah, yeah, because I was actually reading that, too, and I'm glad you brought it up. Because it is, and that's almost, like, something that you don't, like, who puts that much effort? I usually just name characters based on whoever I'm talking to. I <laughs> see, like, though, that, uh, we, I don't think we mentioned this, but uh, Casey Affleck's name is Bobby Calzo, and I assume just because he's Italian. <laughs> What do you call an Italian guy? Uh, Bobby Kelso. That sounds fine. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Yeah, like I said, it is one of those movies where it's like, if you're watching it and you're not really paying attention, it's pretty funny. But if you're watching it and you're like looking at all the detail and all the set dressing, it makes it even better. Or like if you watch it again, I bet you catch more stuff on second second look. Cool. Well, Kelsey, thank you for recommending Drowning Mona. What did, are, did you have like, anything to plug or anything you want to promote while you're on the show? Ooh, should we talk about the shorts that we found? 
Yeah, I was literally saying the shorts and then Josh interrupted. <laughs> I don't know. I'll talk about them, but yeah, we do. <laughs> we do have shorts. Uh, we have the first two coming up. Um, by the time this is out, they should be out or they should. we should have a good idea of when they are coming out just because we might want to put them in some festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, Kelsey, how did it, how did it, these are your first two shorts. How did you feel? I mean, I don't know why you trusted me in doing this. I had no idea what I was doing, but we somehow figured it out. <laughs> and it was fun. Oh, that's a kind. That's the kind of talent I bring. <laughs> I think it's like me and Kelsey have been friends for what, like five years now. More, I don't know. Yeah, it's been it's been from the Tumblr days when Tumblr was the top yeah. was the top dog, <laughs> um, and she was always super talented as a photographer. And I always felt like being a photographer, videographer myself, I felt like it translates pretty well. And Kelsey is like twice as talented as me. (laughs) Kelsey's like 1.2 times as talented as I am. And I was like, oh, well, if she she's such a good photographer, I'm I like I 100 percent think that she would be a great cinematographer. And so. I've been trying to get her out to shoot a something for me. And like, we finally found like the right, the right hit of time, you know? Mm-hmm. So we have two, one of them. Well, I don't even want to spoil them. I will say that one of them is more on the funny side. And one of them is we want it to be a little creepier. And also there's a secret alien reference in one of them. See if you can spot it. It's very uh, subtle. Um, I'll be on the lookout. Yeah, but it should be cool because we're like well one in the time of taping this we're recording these and then we're going to and i just we just finished the first cut of both of them and so by the time this is out we should have a good idea of when we're going to release them or it should be at least maybe in a festival um so yeah so so that'll be exciting kelsey what are you excited for for the next ones um, I'm excited to know what I'm doing just slightly more. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I approach directing every time. It's a learning process. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. I, every time you direct, you're like, oh, I got this. And then once you finish that project, you're like, okay, now I've learned a lot. Now I got this. And then it's rinse and repeat. But, like, it's it's cool looking at, at some of these stills so far. They It'll look very cool. Um. And we even got more fun stuff coming up. But yeah. But uh, Kelsey, if you want people to follow you, send us, shoot us uh, some some social medias. Yeah, I will. Maybe you can put it in the description because my name is I'm not spelled normally. So we'll, we'll just write it out for people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely put it in the link. <laughs> like you can't even pronounce my last name. So we'll just write it out. <laughs> Okay, that's not a regular problem. He's just terrible at reading and writing. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm in film, buddy. There's no reading and writing involved. It's, it's like Tarantino, where every fifth word is just misspelled in the script. Yeah, that's, that's, yeah. <laughs> I think it's because nowadays we look at names more than we actually say like people's last names. Mm-hmm. So I could spell Kelsey's last name better than I could ever pronounce it. But also... Yeah. Americans have been mispronouncing my name for 20 years. So it's kind of like, I'm like the jigsaw 
Oh, <laughs> name pronunciations. <laughs> I'm like, I'd like to play a game. You've mispronounced my name for 20 years. <laughs> now it's time for me to mispronounce yours. I'm scared, yeah. Uh, yeah, Kelsey, hopefully by the time you see this, you'll have also some good stuff to look at. And uh, we can bring you back when we do our winter of guests. Mm, okay. Um, but yeah, so any last words on Drowning Mona or on life in general? Life. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it was fun. It's always fun to discover new stuff. Um, Josh, any last words? Uh, no. Watch Supernatural Season 5 with Mark Pellegrino. It's pretty good. That's my review of it. So. Yeah, we'll get back to you on the Supernatural podcast. Um, <laughs> on the Brothers Winchester podcast. But, and I watch my stuff. Oh, by the way, by the time this is out, my films Borderland and The Last Ones will be on Bay- Bayview Entertainment. The biggest distributor we've had. They're doing a whole rollout where you can even see full page ads. And they're really latching on to Borderland in a terrible way. <laughs> well, that's the coolest looking one from the outset. So I do understand. <laughs> I feel I just like the last one's poster a lot more. Borderland, the poster, it's like, yeah, that's cool. But yeah, I, I, it is funny to see like a full page ad featuring my name and my movie and be like, go watch it on August 4th. It's like Coolio. Now I get to read more reviews of my stuff. But yeah, so check that out if it's out already, if it's after August 4th. And uh, follow me on Hada Films at YouTube, actually, to see mine and Kelsey's work. And also follow us both because you'll hopefully see a lot more of our stuff coming up. Um, And thank you for joining us on The Bomb Squad. This is Kelsey, you gotta go. Oh no! (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) It's okay.